This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I'm reading a story about this guy named David Rush. David has dozens of Guinness World Records. In fact, he claims that he completed his goal of breaking 52 world records in a single year. Guinness has said that, yes, he's achieved a total of 43 world record titles over the 52 weeks of 2021. His latest accomplishment, we'll call it accomplishment, is blowing his P, P-E-A, 84 feet and 11.28 inches, more than doubling his previous attempt and handily recapturing the record. (laughs) Congratulations. Now, according to this, he's over time, not just that one year of 2021, broken 250 Guinness World Records. Now, his deal was with the pee blowing is that it used to be just one continuous breath and you couldn't pass the line, the starting point line of where your pee began. However, then someone decided, and he he asked about it, he talked about it in a video that he asked Guinness, is it it, uh, one continuous blow? Is it one blow? I can't pass the line. He was told no. Then someone else did one breath multiple blows and that means they pass the line which is now the way to do it when you blow a p now maybe it's two separate records now maybe if i want to be the p blowing championship i would blow a p one blow one p blow behind the line (laughs) now this guy david rush has broken an amazing amount of guinness records and some of them are pretty incredible like the you know the fastest time to wrap a person with wrapping paper uh team of two fastest 100 meter juggling with three objects whilst blindfolded a male so not a female fastest 100 meter blindfolded most consecutive axe juggling catches most passes of a beach ball in one minute team of two (laughs) most marshmallows caught by mouth in one minute most apples thrown and caught in mouth in one minute. Most juggling catches while on a balance board. Most passes of a giant inflatable ball in three minutes. See, now, while some of you may think, well, those are just silly records, but they're records, and he's got the Guinness World Records, right? I mean, that's the deal. So I want, I'm back to wanting my Guinness World Records. I want to be in the record book. Now, one of these is him just juggling three balls. Uh, the most uh, consecutive minutes, and I feel like it was uh, like 30-some minutes, three balls, blindfolded, just juggling them for the longest amount of time. And I feel like that was, I don't know, 30 minutes or something for him, which 
I think I could do that. I think I could beat that. Now, you know, take a little bit of practice to get back into a little bit of, uh, you know, honed juggling perfection. But I think I could do it. I think I could break that record. What do you say? If we do that as a chewing the fat record, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to be in the Guinness World Book of Records. I know. I know. It's just me. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I know. I'm fascinated with Guinness World Records. I'm fascinated with Powerball drawings that are $700 million. 335.7 million cash value that uh, that drawing is happening tonight for those of you listening live on the uh, on the Wednesday on the October 26th the Wednesday <laughs> Wednesday October 26th if you're listening live is the date of this recording and the powerball is 700 million dollars I'm fascinated by that I'm also fascinated by serial killers and I see where there's a lady in Iowa who claims that her late father was one of America's most prolific serial killers. Now, according to this guy's daughter, the guy's name is Donald Dean Study, S-T-U-D-E-Y. Uh, according to his daughter, he murdered five or six women a year over several decades and buried them in and around an abandoned well on his property near Thurman, Fremont County, okay, which is in Iowa, which is right there on the Iowa-Nebraska border, uh, not far from Omaha. You know, if I hold up my hand, if this is if this is Iowa, then Nebraska is down here, and a Thurman would be right in here. So apparently, a couple of days ago, two cadaver dogs took to the site and they had hits indicating the possible existence of decomposing remains in the area of the well. Now, you know, according to the police department, uh, according to the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation, she's got a hell of a story. Oh, well, we don't have any proof of anything other than we had a cadaver dog hit. So we got to have more proof than that. Okay, so let's dig up some ground then. Okay, well, we're going to have to get a game plan together here. Uh, Check out the credibility of this story. Uh, Okay, so we're going to dig it up or we're not going to dig it up. Well, it'll be pretty hard. Uh, It'll be pretty hard to dig it up and the well... Well, has been, uh, you know, filled in now. Really? Yeah, they've it's all filled in. And it's different owners. And, well, yeah, it's a lot of work. So, I don't know. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be some great, uh, some deep excavating and a major undertaking. So, we don't know if we want to do that. Plus, it's hard to believe that that many women could have disappeared from the Omaha area without uh, drawing some attention. But if some of the women were from other cities, eh, you know, I guess it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. (laughs) I mean, is it possible that Omaha Council Bluffs area could have 70 missing persons and not have any kind of alert brought up? Absolutely. Homeless people, prostitutes, 100%. They just disappear. 
and nobody would say anything if you did, you know, every other month. Uh, I could I could see where that could happen. Now, in the same area, maybe not. You know, I know, it, you know, maybe the same area, maybe not. I mean, what's his face? Samuel Little, who's right now the most uh, prolific known serial killer on record. He is tied to 60 murders of women across the nation. And the Green River killer, Gary Ridgway, who confessed to 60 murders when he was arrested in 2001, is suspected to have killed more than 70. So Little died while serving a life sentence in California in 2020. They ought to bring out my man John Douglas uh, and get him to work because there's nothing like, you know, he's retired now from the FBI and he's a criminal profiler. And maybe we take a look at this study and see what he has to say. I'm going to have to reach out and see if John wants to talk about this a little bit. Uh, we'll see. Because I know that uh, the Green River Killer, that John had, uh, he talked about the Green River Killer, uh, Gary Ridgway. And that's where John uh, got sick and almost died when he was investigating that case. And then he never got to talk to Samuel Little. Very d- disappointing. But uh, my man, the Mind Hunter. Uh, John Douglas, I want to talk to him about this and see if it's actually possible that this could have happened without bringing any any light on the subject. Anyway, it's possible we have a new prolific serial killer in the United States who died back in 2013. So it'd be interesting to talk to the daughter. I mean, I should reach out to her too. It'd be interesting to talk to her and find out, you know, when did she know? How long did she know? Did she was she just scared of her dad? And since he's been dead, uh, since he died in 2013, you're just coming forward now. I guess she'd come forward a couple other times in the past, uh, in the past couple years, and nobody believed her. So we shall see if our man Donald Dean Study is the new serial killer extraordinaire in the United States of America. Speaking of killers, I see where uh, my man, Alec Baldwin, has uh, released an Instagram post a few days ago on the anniversary of the death of Helena Hutchins. Uh, You remember her. She's the one that got shot from Alec. And uh, he posted a picture of her behind the camera and just one year ago today was the post. So that was the 21st of October, 2022. It's been over a year since that happened on the set of Rust. And we're that's still ongoing. We have no, no, uh, no definitive end to it right now. Uh, lawsuits are still open. So he also posted uh, later on in the post, um, America is a country... Full, fueled by hate. He posted, he replied to this. Well, maybe he might have replied to some more on this. I haven't gone through all the posts here on his stupid Instagram post. Doesn't matter. Look, there was no apology. Uh, there was no explanation or any other words about how the situation happened. It was just, hey, one year ago today. Um, yeah, we remember. Okay. Uh, it was one year ago today that you, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> shot and killed Helena Hutchins. Now, you just wounded the other guy, 
and you haven't taken you said that you didn't pull the trigger so the gun just magically fired and the investigation is still ongoing so we'll see but i haven't heard and i guess he has in the past said that it was a tragedy and he loved her and we get all that so we'll see what happens um i know the district attorney in santa fe county has said that they are committed to pursuing justice for the victims and getting answers for the community uh, okay they're waiting for some full report that is is the full report ever going to come i don't know now the sheriff and the district attorney and a team of professional attorneys and investigators are reviewing all the evidence and they're going to make a thoughtful de- decision about whether to bring charges against those involved no one is above the law and every victim deserves justice blah 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 so any of you that think alec is going to stay off social media you're sadly mistaken he didn't take it down and he put that up for a reason so just remember that that's how much he cares about you because it's been over a year. He just wanted to remind everyone that it was a year since I, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> held the weapon that killed Elena Hutchins. Thank you. Thank you very much, Alec. The world appreciates it. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So I see where Elon says he's going to close the acquisition of Twitter deal by Friday. So good, 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 good. I guess the people at Twitter are unhappy. They have written a strongly worded letter, I'm told. (laughs) I'm sure that'll go over great. No problem. Uh, Employees at Twitter are circulating an open letter protesting Elon Musk's plan to fire as much as 75% of the company's workforce as the deadline for him to compete. Well, yeah, that deal, he said it's going to be done by Friday. Uh, He must have it done by Friday, actually, or the lawsuit resumes, right? Um, Yeah, so there you go. Twitter, uh, let's see. Um, Reducing the headcount from 7,500 to just 2,000. He previously claimed that the social media company is bloated and has also said its workforce has a strong left-wing bias. Uh, yeah, duh. Now, according to this, um, the letter has not been published yet. A threat of this magnitude is reckless, undermines our users and customers, trust in our platform, and is a transparent act of worker intimidation. oh okay um the letter i guess demands that elon uh, commits to preserving twitter's current headcount if his takeover the company goes through uh yeah how about no Uh, it also demands he does not discriminate against employees based on their political beliefs and that he commits to fair severance policies and more communication about working conditions we demand to be treated with dignity and to not be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. So, sorry. 
Uh, good luck. Good luck to all the Twitter employees and and Elon, for that matter. Good luck. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen anyway. we got Facebook dying on the vine. Uh, Instagram is hanging in there a little bit against TikTok. Uh, Metaverse is still trying to hang on to the world, and they very well may make it okay. Uh, and, we, ha- you know, TikTok is, uh, you know, number one. We have a new social media app for high schoolers, they say, uh, has dethroned TikTok and Be Real in the App Store rankings. And it's surprisingly not toxic. According to this, the new app for high schools is ranked number one in the App Store right now. Uh, the app Gas lets users send anonymous compliments to their friends and classmates through polls. The creators are trying to dispel a human, a human trafficking hoax they say is causing users to delete their accounts. Oh, boy. So an anonymous app for high schoolers is currently ranked number one. We got it. It's ranked number one. The social network exploding in popularity among teens is named Gas, after the Gen Z lingo for gassing someone up. For the older readers out there, that means giving someone a compliment. Here's how it works. After you sync up your locations and contacts to the app, users anonymously vote for their friends in a round of polls that refresh every hour. The prompts range from friendly superlatives and flirtatious confessions. If you win a poll, a flame gets sent to your inbox. The app was created by Nikita Byer, the founder and a nearly identical app, TBH, that Facebook acquired in 2017, only to shut down months later. (laughs) So we're going to create another one. Hey, once once you know how to do it. You continue to do it. It's only available in 12 states now, but it's scheduled to go nationwide soon. All right, so be ready for that. Get ready to be gassed on gas. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. We had Yik Yak, which was a location-based app shut down in 2017 following a series of cyberbullying controversies. Oh, no. Oh, I, know. I remember Yik Yak now. Gas users can only vote on pre-written compliments, and there's no direct messaging. So it's just a fun, silly little thing. So get ready for that and look for Gas App uh, on your uh, on your phone. According to this, Gas App, according to Aston Kutcher, who uh, posted on his Twitter account, Gas App is not involved in trafficking humans. Uh, at Nikki Haber, this might be a useful research for your users. Nofilter.org, isn't that night? Because she she had tweeted, uh, this human trafficking hoax about the gas app has taken on a life of its own. Just got a message from a user asking why a van showed up outside of their house after installing. Okay. 3% of users deleted accounts today. Well, it was a fun ride to the top. The internet cannot be tamed. Oh, boy. So we're already putting our tail between our legs with gas. Gas has a million daily active users, acquiring 30,000 an hour, and they're only available in 12 states. Wow. So they've got to do something to shut it down, and I'm sure they'll continue to try. As it were, Top Gun, Maverick, confirmed uh, the Paramount Plus release date. So Top Gun Maverick giving uh, early Christmas present, yeah, right, uh, confirming its Paramount Plus release time. 
So it had the record-breaking box office run, and it's going to be arrive on Paramount Plus Thursday, December 22nd in the U.K. and Ireland. But what about the U.S. or elsewhere? We don't know that. It doesn't say. Because you can get Top Gun now on Prime, right? I mean, you can rent it or buy it on Prime. And I guess it's, uh, I guess you can get the physical copy or the Blu-ray right at the end of this month. It's all available. Um, so no word on, I bet you it stays on Prime. They've already got the deal. The Paramount Plus deal is going to be for outside the United States. But, you know, we can hope. And just a reminder that Kanye is done. I know I called him Kanye. Because he might as well have to go back to Kanye because the world does not call him yay. I'm very disappointed in that. The man changed his name. Call him the name he wants to be called. Kanye West wants to be called yay. Damn it, call him yay. But his world is crumbling down to nothing. Yesterday we talked about uh, Adidas uh, pulling the plug. I mean, he's got teachers from the school, the Donda Academy, pulling the plug and quitting. He's got people uh, dropping him. That is from his agency. I mean, it's over, right? I mean, he's, I don't even think he's a billionaire anymore because of the gap and the Adidas deal. When that, with that gone, I mean, that knocks him down to just a hundred millionaire, right? And does that matter to yay? You know, I, I, I find it. No, what's good. What's he going to do? He's going to start a, he's going to produce a new album and he'll make another hundred million on that album and a concert tour and it'll all be okay. It'll never mind what he said. Don't worry about it. It was just yay. And we moved on. And he's not worth the billion anymore. He's only worth, you know, 700 million. And Kim hates him. And they everybody hates him. All the Kardashians hate him. And all the yay haters hate him. And he's still fine. So that's probably what's going to happen. Oh, and don't forget the lawsuit with the George Floyd family, right? So is he going to pay any money on that? That's going to, I, I really, I'm looking forward to that because, uh, that's 250 million, which he can afford even now that he's not a billionaire. He can still afford to lose, you know, a couple hundred million, but he's not, he won't settle, right? There's no way. There's no way. Yay. Settles. And, uh, so let's take it to court and let's see, uh, with the George Floyd family suing him. That'll be fun to watch. I said it before, I'll say it again. That'll be fun to watch. All right, let's talk about our bodies, shall we? I've got three headlines here that I want to discuss just a little bit. One headline is, I'm fat and hot, and you can't tell me otherwise. The other headline is, I'm a 330-pound model in love with a skinny man. Size doesn't matter. The next headline is, I was rejected from a job because my penis was too big. Man, do I hate that. <laughs> Man, do I hate that. 
So we'll go back to I'm fat and hot and you can't tell me otherwise. Apparently, this is a new TikTok star, a TikTok sensation, according to this story. A Louisiana woman, a 24-year-old, known as Bubbles. She's clocked up more than a million likes on the social media app with fans fawning over her body confidence. She has daily reminders, you can be fat and hot. Oh, yeah. She's a redhead, and she's fat, and she's hot, flaunting her figure in a broad, unbuttoned blouse. Stop letting the opinions of other people hold you back, babe. Before adding the hashtags, fat is beautiful, hashtag body positivity. Now, I got to say, you know what? I'm kind of agreeing with bubbles here. Um, You know, stop letting opinions of other people hold you back, babe. But I don't know, you know, maybe maybe it's just me again. You know, the way I've been, uh, the way I was raised in this uh, patriarchal society. Patriarchal, yeah. Patriarchal, you know, whatever society I was raised in. Uh, The hatred where there's actually a man and a woman, uh, that society. Uh, And I find that it's okay for you to be who you are just well no never mind you are you are hot and beautiful all right and the 330 pound model in love with a skinny man says size doesn't matter well you know the popular plus size influencer has gone public with her new boyfriend on tiktok saying size shouldn't stop anyone from sharing a soulmate all right thank you she cuddled up with her unidentified new beau as they share, stared into each other's eyes and shared a kiss on the lips. Don't let your size stop you from finding someone special. <sighs> Boy, isn't that the truth. The bombshell brunette, 5 feet 11 inches tall and weighs 330 pounds, has been seen wearing a Halloween costume dressed as Jessica Rabbit. Um... Wow, I would have never guessed that was Jessica Rabbit, but okay. If you tell me that you were dressed as Jessica Rabbit, then you are dressed as Jessica Rabbit. No problem. Uh, She goes on to say, my body is uniquely beautiful. So is yours. Boy, she's doing the same thing. Her and Bubbles are on the same page. Uh, Fat is where it's at. Uh, You can be hot and fat. Okay, Stop letting your weight hold you back from living your life to the fullest. Hello. Daily reminder, you can be hot and fat. Hello. Stop letting other people's view of you ruin you. Okay? Don't let you ruin you. And then we move on to the man who was rejected from his job because his man part was too big. Um, He has an impressive, it says here impressive. That's not what I'm saying. It says it in the story. Nine and a half. Uh, And he was rejected according to him because they thought he had, uh, he was excited during the interview. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess... They have a new show in the UK called My Massive 
My massive man part. That's not the title, but you get the drift. Uh, Joe, who chose to withhold his surname, is among those who have said that their large man part has gotten in the way of leading a normal life and even derailing a career. This one uh, says that it's thicker than his forearm. Ooh, no, honey, no. Oh, boy. And this one has special underwear to prevent it from falling out. Oh, honey, no. See some, I mean, we all have the, we all joke around about wanting a, you know, an extra large man part, but, oh, honey, no, perhaps maybe you should think about some sort of reduction surgery, uh, something to make it seem just a tad bit more normal. Although it's not you. Stop worrying about your body. It's your body, right? And it's you. So this one, though, talking about the thickness of thicker than a forearm, it's about seven inches around. Uh, no, thank you. You can quote me on that. No, thank you. <laughs> you can probably see his and others on the television network channel four, the British television network channel four, the show, my massive man part. I don't know what made me think of eating, uh, but uh, you can be hot and fat, and you can't be fat without eating. Well, you can't live without food either, silly. But one of the most exciting culinary events of the season is returning near New York. So we don't know if it's actually in New York or not. From September 16th through October 30th, dining in the dark. Dining in the dark. Man. Does that sound fun? It's a 90-minute experience that asks visitors to forget all about the traditional way of eating. During the pitch black event, participants will be blindfolded while eating their dinner. You may wonder what the benefits are, but the absence of distractions promotes the idea that eating in the dark heightens diners' senses, making for a more pleasurable experience. The focus is instead on taste, smell, mouthfeel, and sound, as well as promoting the art of conversation. Diners will enter a warmly lit room and will be accompanied by waiters and seated before being blindfolded and plunged into total darkness to enjoy this unique culinary experience. You can pre-book your session right now. And be sure to let organizers know about your dietary requirements and allergies right after you purchase your tickets. Now, tickets are anywhere from zero to $85. I looked on this and it talks about, do I need, uh, how do I choose a menu? There's no set menu. Uh, please let us know if there's food restrictions due to allergies, religion, health reasons, and we'll make the alterations as necessary. They do serve vegetarian food. Uh, if you require drinks during meal service, you can ask your waiter. Man, does that sound like fun? Eating 
in the i'm sorry dining in the dark i don't want to downplay the excitement and the thrill of being able to plunge myself into total darkness and enjoy the unique culinary experience so that i can focus on taste smell mouthfeel and sound as well as promoting the art of conversation I want to enter the room and be blindfolded and again plunged. Can't get over that. Plunged into total darkness and enjoy this unique culinary experience. Dining in the dark. I know all you were thinking about was dancing in the dark, so. I mean, I've got the stupid song in my head now, too. Sorry. So as I was putting the trash out uh, this week, I realized that I was putting some trash bags in the recycling container, and those trash bags can't be recycled. You have to purchase separate kind of recycled trash bags for the recycling goods that are going to recycle. And it's been a while since I've gotten a letter from the trash people, but they have given me a letter before saying, don't be putting those bags in the recycling. Those are not recyclable. So I was just reading where plastic recycling rates have never, they're not that great anyway. But according to a new report from Greenpeace, they've gotten even worse in recent years. I thought we had all the bagless grocery stores and, you know, everybody saving grocery bags or not using grocery bags to save the planet. According to the Greenpeace report, less than 5% of all plastic waste that was discarded by Americans in 2021, 51 million tons, was recycled. That's a significant drop from the EPA's 2018 estimate of 8.7%. Plastic recycling rates peaked in 2014 at 9.5% and have been declining ever since. So what's the deal? I don't know. Maybe they're getting too nitpicky and everything isn't recyclable. Yeah. According to the report, virtually no plastic is even recyclable, including soda bottles. Many of them don't meet the threshold to be recyclable. Plus waste management companies have no infrastructure to collect and sort the variety of types of plastics to properly recycle them. They can't be melted together. So what are we doing with them? I have that's a side question. U.S. consumers also face an increasing glut of plastic products that offset improvements in recycling rates. Yeah, virgin plastic, new or new, unrecycled plastic is cheaper than recycled plastic. So companies are continuing to produce hundreds of millions of tons each year. Um, I know that we've made our straws flimsier. Some places anyway have. Um, 94% of consumers are supportive of recycling. Only 59% of U.S. households have access to curbside service. 59% of U.S. households have access to curbside service as of 2019. 
the country's 32% recycling rate as of 2018 is dismal when compared to Europe. Germany has 67%. uh, Slovenia has 75%. Yeah, those are states. Those are the size of states. They're not the United States of America. Okay. Uh, When you involve China... Uh, which had previously imported about half the world's recycling, stopped accepting most plastic waste from Western countries due to most of it being contaminated and unrecyclable. Uh, Up until then, the U.S. counted all plastic waste exported to China as recycled, even if it was actually being burned or dumped. So even as long as we were sending it to China, that's recyclable. We count that. Okay. So... The recycling outlook looks pretty bleak. Um, Greenpeace called on companies to reduce plastic production by 50%. By 50%? Okay. That's not going to happen. By 2030, it's not going to happen. Move back toward a milkman concept of sanitizing and refilling glass bottles and support the UN's ambitious and legally binding global plastics treaty okay first of all uh how is that legally binding to the united states of america that kind of ticks me off uh no un we can sign your little treaties but uh if we don't follow along tough okay i mean anyway that's where we're at i the problem is is that uh, i i don't mind going back to the milkman days well i do because it's not convenient but if you can do it economically right if you can do that economically no problem but i don't think you can so we are just you know we're full plastic is our life and we're never going to get rid of it modern petro technology uh fossil fuel technology we're never going to get rid of it and i know you protesters want to protest the end of fossil fuel by gluing your hands to you know the roadway or gluing your hands to a famous painting but it's not going to happen and the more you make our lives um less convenient the more we're not going to be on your side so find a way to make life convenient with your plan that happens will be on your side blocking me in the roadway does not making my life convenient it's not working not making my life convenient. Then I see another study that talks about how your diet affects the planet. Okay. Um, I don't even want to. I already know what you're going to tell me, how my diet affects the planet, and you want me to stop eating and eat bugs. And that's what you want from me. You want my footprint, my ecological footprint, to be with bugs. I see we're already feeding kids at school their bugs, and it's all good. We all just we're gonna start ramming bugs down our throats. Isn't that wonderful? Aren't you happy? Don't you hope that your kids go to school and eat bugs? Don't you? Because I know I do. I know in in Europe they're already doing that. Primary schools have begun to gradually introduce consumption of bugs all school canteens and uh announced that mealworms and other critters will be on the menu oh wait 
what yeah the the one school in uh the netherlands is offering insects as items on the school cafeteria it also gave students a chance to try out the bugs for themselves in the classroom so that's good not only are you going to be able to go get them in the cafeteria but hey you know what we're gonna here taste them this is what you get so this is all there is healthy and sustainable eating isn't that wonderful yes man oh man oh man i talked about this till at my wits end about this bug eating stuff and they kept bringing it back around and bringing it back around for the last 10 12 even 15 years and ever so often you see another new story about bugs eating bugs and now it's here uh we have to we have to eat bugs and that's the only way that we can save the planet and be able to exact our carbon footprint and have our diet not harm the planet and that's what they're going to tell these kids in the schools man that's what they're going to tell these kids in school with their teaching packs developed to tell these kids hey um Healthy and sustainable eating is the way to go. Eat bugs. Wait, what? I really kind of wanted some chips over here. Yeah, no. Uh, you can try up the crunchy little critters right there. That's what you have because we want healthy and sustainable eating. Ugh. And the same time that they want me to like bugs and, and eat them, they want to show me this what even being titled this terrifying photo of what an ant looks like close up it is not pretty it is not pretty it looks like a a tv monster a movie green screen monster it's part of the nikon small world photo micography competition and it was captured by a lithuanian photographer eugenis kavaluskakas e u-g-e-n-i-j-u-s-k-a-v-a-l-i-a-u-s-k-a-s amorphophallus no i don't think that's the way he says it but it's the 45th uh, year of the competition which seeks to recognize excellence in photography through the microscope and uh let's get they received 1300 entries from 72 countries and it's pretty cool. And there's, you know, I, there's bird photography and ant photography and close-up photography. But they want me to be okay with, hey, look at this. Isn't this a cool photo of an ant up close? Look how terrifying it looks. But, hey, eat bugs. No, thank you. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.